0: be attentive.
1: In the beginning you, O Lord, just found the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They will perish, but thou remainest. They will all grow old like a garment, like a mantle that will roll them up, and they will be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years will never end. But to what angel has he ever said? Sit at my right hand, till I make thy enemies a stool for thy feet. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to serve? For the sake of those who are to obtain salvation. Therefore we must pay closer attention to what we have heard. Lest we drift away from it declared by angels was valid, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard him.
2: to you, the reader.
0: Gospel according to St Mark Let us be attentive that time Jesus entered Capernaum, and it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together, so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the Pallet on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, My son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak thus? It is a blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question thus in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your pallet, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, take up your pallet, and go home. And he rose and immediately took up the pallet and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw
2: anything. Claims the gospel glory to you O
1: lord glory to you
2: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen This parable that we heard this morning is about a couple of things, I think more specifically. One is about faith and another is about perseverance. When you think about the setting that we just read, we have four individuals who have a dear friend who is sick. And he is so weak and tired, he's not able to uh, take care of himself. And of course they hear of this wonder worker, this healer by the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And so out of the good nature and the kindness of their heart and the love for their dear friend, these four men come and they offer to take him to this man with the hopes that he'll be healed. And it's not an easy task. Perhaps carrying him before them to the, to the home where he was was easy. But then all of a sudden we have this challenge. There were so many people that were around the home that they weren't able to press through these people. Because they were so densely uh, uh, populated there. So they thought to themselves, well perhaps the only way we can get to him since we can't get through the crowds. Nobody was letting them through by the way. Nobody was standing inside or sort of partying and allowing him to go. And and we think perhaps that's because there were many people who were there, not only to hear his teaching, but to be healed as well. But these, these men took it upon themselves to go that extra mile. And so they actually took him up on top of the house on the roof. Now just think about that for a moment. That can't be an easy task, just to carry a man. It's one thing to carry him from point A to point B where there's no obstruction, but it's a whole other thing to now try to carry him up on the roof and then to start tearing away the tiles. If that's not difficult enough, can you imagine trying to lower him down without falling in, without slipping down the roof or whatever? So this is something that they were very uh, set on doing. And this was the extent of the measure of their faith, and it is that that Christ recognized and, and it was for that that our Lord also blessed this man and gave him the ability to to heal and to walk and So Bishop Nikolai says, in response to this, he says, "And so must we come and stand in the presence of the living lord it 's with that kind of faith and with that type of perseverance." I don't know about you, but the whole scenario of bringing this man up a roof and down into the room was a very, very difficult task. And sometimes I feel, if not most of the time, that's what prayer is like. Has prayer ever been easy? Maybe once in a while God will give us a little grace and we feel that. Maybe prayer comes to us sometimes. But most of the time, because of our lifestyle and the habits that we've built, praying is not an easy thing. Maybe standing in front of uh, our Lord is one thing, and that could maybe be easy, but sometimes it's even difficult to get to that spot. Once we get there, though, trying to pray is a whole other thing. We can read words, but never pray. We can stand in the presence of God, but never feel like we're actually there in the presence of God. And so this is a big struggle. And and, and this example of how hard it is and the perseverance and the faith that's needed in order to be in the presence of Christ is something that we can attribute to our struggle with prayer as well. He says, this though, that is standing in the presence of the Lord, is the most important thing on the path of salvation. To come with faith into the Lord's presence and to feel His presence. At times the Lord comes and reveals Himself to us like He did to Mary and Martha at Bethany as He suddenly appeared to the Holy Apostle as He also appeared to uh, the two apostles on the road to Emmaus which was the Gospel reading this morning in the Orthodox service or when He came in through the shut doors to Mary Magdalene in the garden. Sometimes Men were brought by the apostles into the Lord's presence. As Andrew brought Simon Peter and Philip brought Nathaniel, like we read last Sunday, and as the apostles and their successors and hundreds of thousands of missionaries have brought Christ to the people, or brought the people to Christ through their word. Finally, people themselves sometimes make the greatest efforts to come into the Lord's presence as was the case with these four men who tore open the roof of the house in order to lay the sick man down at the feet of our Lord. And so these are the three ways that we come into the presence of the Lord. But the first of those, really, it's in reverse order, is the effort that we make to come and stand in the presence of our God. He goes on to say how great our efforts to open the way to God's presence must be is most clearly shown in the example of these four men who did not hold back from climbing onto a roof, deterred by no shame or fear in order to let their sick friend down from above into the presence of the living Christ. He says this is proof of the truth of God's command to knock and it will be open to you. This is the explanation of Christ's strange words. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The Lord commands of his faithful followers to work while they have light, pray without ceasing, to seek, to knock, fast, and perform works of mercy. All this so that the kingdom of heaven and the life-giving presence of God may be open to them. Be watchful and vigilant over your heart, that it cleave not to the earth. Be watchful over your thoughts, that they do not lead you away from God. Be vigilant over your works, to double your talent and not let it diminish and disappear altogether. Be vigilant over your days, for they are numbered. This is the Orthodox faith. It is active, it is prayerful, and it is watchful. But on the other hand, we must not deceive ourselves thinking that all of our efforts and strivings is what brings us salvation. For the Lord himself, who ordained all this effort and striving, says in another place, When you shall have done all these things which are commanded of you, say, We are unprofitable servants, we have done that which was our duty to do. Luke 17 And in another place, he says, in the Gospel of John, No man can come to me except the Father draws him near. And again, without me you can do nothing. And again, by grace you are saved. So what can we say about all this? Shall we say that all of our striving for salvation then is in vain? Should we say then to leave aside all effort and striving? But what would we not have? We would not be putting our part into the effort. We would not be cooperating with God. We must be sober and exert ourselves to fulfill the Lord's commandments. We must exert ourselves to the full, But it is in God's power to bless our efforts and to bring us into his presence. The Apostle Paul gave a wonderful explanation of this when he said, I have planted... Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that waters, but God that gives the increase. In other words, it all depends on God and his power and wisdom and mercy. In all of this, in our striving to be parents, in our striving to be good spouses, in our striving to be Christians, in our striving to do anything... We have to sow and we have to water, but it is always God who gives the increase. We do what we can for our children while we have them, and hopefully we're bringing them up in the teachings of God. But it is God who will give the increase to them. We do what we can in terms of our prayer life. We spend and dedicate a certain amount of time in prayer, hopefully every day. God will give the increase to that. Don't try to measure your success by how much time you put into these things. Just wait on the Lord and be patient. He is quick in His abundant mercy to give us this grace and to give the grace to our children and to our family and to our strivings in the spiritual life. This is where our faith comes in, but we also need to persevere because we always work collaboratively with God. It's not simply, we're saved by grace, and I don't need to do anything. Nor is it, I need to work, 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 and try to earn my salvation. These are two opposite extremes. It is, I need to put forth the effort and the time with my heart, and a strong willingness and desire to draw near to God, and God will give the increase to that. And it works perfectly. It's not a flawed system. But we need to know how much and when to give, and not just that, but as someone said last night in one of their talks, someone quoted Mother Teresa, and then they also quoted St. John Chrysostom, and the sayings were very, very similar. And that is, it's not about how much we give, it's the amount of love behind our giving. That's the same thing as prayer. It's not about how much we pray and how many services and akathis and complines and all that. That doesn't matter. What matters is the love behind the words that we're giving our Lord. That's what is most important. And we'll talk more about that in Theology 101 about prayer. So think about this. We are living in cooperation with God. And we're seeking His grace and His mercy so that we may grow and mature and flower into what He desires us to be. And that is faithful Christians, lovers of mankind. Amen.